Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. I mean, sometimes I'll be, if you ever see me in the office sitting at my desk just laughing like an idiot, it's because I got the TV on and I saw a pile inspector. Sometimes <laughs> that, that comes into my brain. I just start crying. It was it's a lot so of pile good. inspectors last night in the San Francisco game. Yeah, it's wet. So good. They like, ah, I don't want to get it there. No, that is the equivalent. It's the cousin to the hold me back, dude. Hold right? Me the back. pile it's inspector. The cousin. Or the brother. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah. the brother. It's yeah. probably the brother. Yeah. Hold me back. That's an NBA thing. Hold 1, me back. Yeah. I want to fight you, but I'm going to make sure my you know, teammates hold me you know back. You know where else is a hold me back? Hmm. Another is in boxing. It was a homie back. So I'm watching the Ali documentary, and they had a lot of homie backs in there. You know, because this was the first time they started doing those press conferences, joint deals, and Ali was challenging the dudes. But I'm like, but he really was, don't really want to mess up that pretty face. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> Ali and Frazier once got into it. Yeah. In, in a television interview, they stood up. Ali threw yeah, him in I a know, headlock. But it wasn't the head. They showed the footage, but it yeah. wasn't even really no real headlock. It was kind of like a... You know, because he could have went to work on him if it was if he really wanted to. They don't, but I once asked. You know what's funny about that? I once asked Jalen Rose about this because we were doing radio in L.A. Key, you know, seven ten. Yeah, well, so I'm like, so I'm clowning NBA players for always the hold me backs, hold and he had the back. best answer I ever heard about this. He's like, Max, how do we make a living with our hands? <laughs> like, we're not trying to jeopardize our well, hands in some dumb you stuff. Can, you, can, you can ask Ron Ron. Ron Artest about holding me back because he wasn't holding me back. But he is, no, no, but, but, but Ron that Ar- That's different. That's like one dude, right? Ron Artest is Ron Artest is, is one of the best dudes you will ever meet in your life. But Meta Ron knows he's piece. got a little screw. Yes. Meta got a little screw. Meta's not wired like everybody else. He's a little different. The, the dumbest <clears throat> thing in football I've ever seen, though, is when a dude has a helmet on and you and in training camp for practice dude. and then he swings <laughs> at him and like what are you doing what man is, like what are you doing <laughs> really stopping like things. you are a you a defensive back it's usually most likely it'll happen with the defensive backs and the receivers receivers get mad they're gonna swing at him with the helmet on like so that's what, real smart so what's football etiquette when you want to fight like you, you take off your helmet and watch what happens like is that what you say like or i, I don't what well, do you I can do? show you how to get what you need to get. I don't need you to show me nothing. <laughs> yeah, none of those dirty plays he talks about. No, right. you put on a helmet, you get them up underneath here mm-hmm. if you want to. You can come up underneath the chin. A lot of uppercut specialists. Dudes, really? But a lot of dudes try to go through the, through the face mask. <laughs> like, Fit your fist what through the mask. <laughs> Dummy. Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Double revenge game in L.A., guys. Matthew Stafford versus his former team. Jared Goff against McVay. Uh, and the Stafford, you know, Stafford versus former team thing. Stafford had 334 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. By the way, quiet is kept. Stafford is not only leading the league in QBR, but doing it by a country mile. He's having the best, as, as far as QBR is concerned, by a whole lot. And remember, Stafford is the king of the fourth quarter comebacks on a bad team. He's on a good team now. Where is he in the MVP conversation? Meantime, Jared Goff had two red zone interceptions. He's the first player this season with multiple red zone interceptions in a game. Goff has now lost 10 straight starts, including the playoffs. 10 straight. He's now 0-14 with any other head coach, any head coach not named Sean McVay here 
is coach on what he said to Jared Goff after the game. No, I'm not going to get into it. I mean, no, it's, I mean, as I said, great job. I'll, I'll touch base with you a little bit later on, but that was, so I guess I did just share with you what I said. I was going to say, he said, I'm not going to get into it. Then he tells you what he Verbatim. Said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, you I, got- I mean, I found myself rooting for Jared Goff in that game. Same here. But Same I knew it, in the end it was going to be Goff. At, you know, I, he was going to be golfed. Let's just put it that way. Oh, I, don't I, do that to him. Golf. No, I just, I, I just knew it. As soon as he threw the pick, and said, well, yep, this is why. What was Here, the movie Kingpin? And the, the, pick, the, the yes. pick wasn't his fault because he got hit. Mm-hmm. But it just, it just nothing goes good for him. So bad. I just See, felt bad but, for him, man. I was going to say, Max, here's what happens sometimes too, Key. And like, you know, Jared Goff is talented. He's in that middle bucket of talent. But a lot for guys like that depend upon what talent you surround them with. And when you don't have talent around you to make your talent, which is middle of the pack, be more, this is what happens. Coach really did make Jared Goff, who was the first overall pick, went to two Pro Bowls, went to a Super Bowl. Coach made him look, to me, better than he was, especially when he had Gurley there. But I got to hear that sound again, guys. McVay went from, just listen to McVay says, in one breath, Jay, you said it. I'm not going to reveal that. And in the next breath, verbatim, what happened? Coach, uh, tell us again, please. No, I'm not going to get into it. I mean, no, it's, I mean, as I said, great job. I'll, I'll touch base with you a little bit later on, but that was, so I guess I did just share with you what I said. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's I mean, guilty, what is he? He's not a guilty conscience, but he feels bad. Yeah. You have to feel bad. I mean, I, think I, don't, that's, I don't think he feels bad because he wasn't rooting for Jared Goff to have success. I feel bad, Jay, because I wanted to just see no. a storybook ending and just kind of like, see, you got rid of me. I came in here and I kicked your ass. And, you know, I wanted to see that even though I knew it wasn't going to happen just because I can look at it and just be like looking at Matthew Stafford and looking at Jared Goff. It's like not the actually, same. It's not I, the same, I, right? Actually, it's like, actually, actually, I disagree with you, Kay. I, I do think Sean McVay feels bad. I, I think there's a little bit of him that feels bad about the way things went down. I think there's a little bit of him that feels bad about the situation that now Jared Goff is in, the fact that this team, we could be talking about this team, and I'm not saying it's overwhelming that he feels bad, but there was a relationship there to a degree. Even though he's having success now, there was something there. A working relationship. Okay. That's what it was doesn't a, it mean was you a, can't feel bad about something just because you work with somebody. No, nah, it's a working relationship. Because if, if, it, if it was a different relationship, you don't send him out the way that you sent him out. You communicate with the person that you have a relationship with and let him know that this is what's getting ready to transpire, not disappear on him. And then finally say what you said the the week leading up to the game. And that's fine that the relationship was a working relationship. All I'm saying is in that particular game, when they're playing against Detroit, he didn't want him to have success. Yeah, but you know what? I agree with Jay on this one key in the sense that he is a human being. And even, of course, you're not rooting for Jared Goff if you're McVay. But it's even worse than that to me. This is is how bad it is for for, for Goff right now. I think McVeigh feels sorry for him, just yes. like we all feel sorry for him. Like, damn, he doesn't – he's not the worst you've ever seen, but damn, talk about a fall from first Man, overall I, pick and all that. Sean McVeigh don't, don't feel sorry for him because if Sean McVeigh felt sorry for him, he wouldn't have moved on to staff. No, 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 no. He would have tried to fix it as no, much as he could. He did. No, 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 no. You know? He did. He, he tried. He, I can feel sorry y'all for somebody. Y'all got this on a no. Monday morning. Y'all can, got this high moral crap. That, um, we ain't doing that. He, yes, I no. can he feel sorry for somebody and still know that there's a better option out yeah. there. I mean, I've gone about it the right way. I can still feel sorry even, for him. Yeah, and he didn't even communicate with him. It just didn't end right. Jay, 
if you like somebody like that, man, you're not getting ready to communicate with him the way that Sean did. All right, well, but Key, I don't how about this? Like them like that? Jay. I may not like you all the way. Don't mean I can't feel sorry. Jay, how about, about the way this? Things went down. Even if he doesn't, he has been on record saying he regrets the way it ended. Yeah, he, so yeah, even that, that could yeah. f- could come yeah. out in a little bit. Like, yeah. damn, I kind of did this dude a little wrong somewhere. Somewhere in there, to me, I smell what you smell, Jay. There's like a little like that's, pity. That's why there is a need for him to feel to explain himself a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm not going to go into. It. I'm not going to. Well, actually, because yeah, it's in there. No, that was Straight Talk from Sean McVay, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It was Straight Talk. Get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no contract. Straight Talk Wireless 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. Um, By the way, I just looked it up again to make sure I was right. Matthew Stafford's QBR is 78.7. The next highest guy in the league who has 21 touchdowns to three interceptions as is killing the game, leading the league in everything, is Tom Brady, 69.4. He is almost 10 points ahead of number two, who's Tom Brady. That's the same distance between Tom Brady and, like, the number 12, 13 guy. Like, Stafford's killing the game right now. extremely well right now. There's no question about it. Um, He's got the Rams in a great spot. The Arizona game didn't happen. He'd be in a better spot. MVP-wise, you start to think about the names that could potentially be out there. There's the Matthew Staffords, the Dak Prescotts, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers of the world. I think Lamar Jackson chances got hurt based on the Cincinnati. Joe Burrow name will creep up there, but there's so many people in front of him. Even Derrick Henry is in front of Joe Burrow. So when you start to think about how you this MVP thing can shake out at the end of the season, again, you got Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, uh, 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 Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray. I mean, there's so many. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. Before you even get to Matthew Joe Stafford, Burrow. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, like Matthew so. There's. Fi- I agree with that. Here we have favorites to win the Pro Josh Football Allen. MVP. Josh Allen, I'm J- and Justin Herbert. All that. Lamar Jackson. Obviously, yeah, they, they missing on Justin Herbert. This is this is the only thing I'm saying, guys. I hear you about like Joe Burrow, for example. Like right, like a lot of guys before him. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys before But the him. way he's Cincinnati, coming on man. in the yes. season, I don't know if it's going to stay that way. This is fluid, jo- as you say, key this, week to week. Joe Burrow the- has the same odds as Patrick Mahomes. How is he even in the conversation if he has the same odds right now at Caesars as Patrick Mahomes? He's because the, he's coming to on. To me, he's, he's not even in the conversation then. No, no, wait. wait. He is he's ascending. ascending. You have to look at it's calculus, right, man. But he's but those too other far. Guys are he's too far, too. and there's too many yeah, guys yeah, in he's front of him. And Evan's right. He's too far behind. It's going to be a good story in the end, setting him up for future. But yeah, I don't think he's going to win. If he would have started yeah. off hot, then that conversation would have been even better now. But he didn't start off hot. All these other guys started off hot. I was going to ask, is Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, is that the best quarterback wide receiver combo in the league? Right now, it's tough. Right, but I mean, because I mean, Cup I mean, is Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is pretty good. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase I mean, is Cooper, pretty good. Cooper Cup is doing a little bit different things than some of the other receivers. Uh, Murray Hopkins is not putting up big numbers together. Rodgers, like I'm saying, Cup leads Rogers, the league in catches, yards, and touchdowns. Yo, it's a lot. So I, <laughs> you start thinking about him, like, okay, Matthew Stafford's playing better. Cooper Cup, yeah, like the receiver. You know what I think it is there. Me. Yeah, they need to see me. Yeah. Yeah, they need to see that. The office goes through me. Every time. <laughs> you know what I think it is there, though? McVay gets – sometimes the coach gets a lot of credit, and he probably deserves some, right, for the success 
of what's going on on the field or even a tandem, a lot of – so yeah. you, like Gurley and Goff, a lot of that people could see as McVay, the way he's helping. But Gurley using, was already an MVP Yeah, yeah no, but I mean using Gurley to help Goff, yeah. the way he was using him. The thing about Burrow and Chase is it looks like a carryover from college to people. Yeah. It looks that way. I agree Joe Burrow's probably not going to win MVP. But he, if he continues like this, is going to force his name into the conversation. His name will be brought up if he continues to win. But it won't be – it'll just be brought up for the sake of bringing it up. He probably won't get one single vote unless it's somebody from Cincinnati. You know know what else we have to start asking? You know, people like talk talk about triplets and stuff. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. That's pretty good. Mm. You talking about triplets in the league? That's pretty good. There aren't that many who are who are firing on all cylinders at three spots. Yeah, I like can't. That. I can't. I only can speak to triplets in the Cowboy Land, man. That you oh, know, they got them too. Because that's a different level. They, but but you know what it is? They well, I guess it's true in, <laughs> yeah, in Cincinnati can't. too. They yeah, have so many receivers. Who do you choose? Yeah, for the but, triplet? but, but well, I think Dak st- is a lot more advanced in the MVP conversation than Joe Burrow, right? So yeah, the elevation of all those. Together. No, I'm talking about the triplets. The, the, triplet, the original, the original oh, the triplets. Original. Oh. oh, okay. I, when you when I say triplets, I'm like. The playmaker, Emmitt and Troy. Oh, Lord. I mean, people have been trying to put triplets together for years. That's a triplet. Yeah, I, of course. <laughs> and you got, three, you got, you know, three, three Hall of Famers. Right, yeah. No, that, that was the but real there triplets. have been, like we saw the Chiefs a couple years ago with the best quadruplets I can remember, when you counted in Kareem Hunt for that little minute where you said, oh, damn, they have the quarterback at that level, the wide out, the, the, the tight end, I and thought, the running back. I actually thought, as, as crazy as it sounds, I actually thought that, at some point, it could have been a triplets in Cleveland with mm. Chubb, Baker, and OBJ, but don't no look like that that's going to go well. Nope. I don't even know if that's going to be a single. <laughs> just one kid. Forget about triplets, just one. Uh, speaking of MVPs, the guy who I said was going to fall off the cliff in 2016, I said by, on the outskirts, by the end of the 2018 season, it's over for him. Not just since I made that prediction – Maybe since the end of 2018, he almost has a Hall of Fame career. He's 44 years old. He has 21 touchdowns against three interceptions. He's second in the league in QBR. His team is on fire, not just beating teams, but beating the breaks off teams. My goodness. He's leading the league in attempts, completions, and yards. Tom Brady's pretty good, and he's, you cannot talk MVP without talking Tom Brady now. How do you do it? He's in any conversation. He has a very good case to be MVP right now. Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, apologies, apologies. You could easily give the award to Tom Brady right now. You could give it to Tom Brady. I'll take Tom Brady over all them, a lot of them quarterbacks that's on that list. I'll rock with Tom 100%. A lot, like, I'm taking Tom Brady over Kyler Murray. I don't give a damn what you tell right, me. Right, a lot of that, too, is you can I'm say whatever you want. Josh, I'm taking him over Josh Allen. Yeah. I'm taking him over Lamar, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. I'm taking him over all them dudes. Yeah, you could say. I what, don't care how old he is. What about Aaron Rodgers? Well, you see, I didn't say that. Right, but would you, you take didn't go him over? that far? No, I'm not taking him over Aaron Rodgers. Right, I mean, would you take Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? Because Rodgers, Rodgers, if I gave Aaron Rodgers what Tom is working oh, with, oh. we would be well, doing the same I, thing. I think that's the thing, right? Between <laughs> the TDs, I mean, he spread the ball out so much because of all the offensive weapons he has, and that doesn't take away from him having a phenomenal year because he does. He's in the MVP conversation for sure. But I mean, damn, it was like Mike Evans yesterday. I mean, before that, it was Godwin. I mean, before that, it was Gronk. I mean, you can insert a lot of different names for all the the weapons he has. And the beauty about it is he doesn't put up huge yardage numbers, 
you know, he's going to be a 20 to 36 completion guy, 36 attempts, 20 completions, you know, 200 and something efficient yards, though, in four touchdowns. So what that means to me is he's getting the ball to the right people in the right situations, and that's what he's been doing. Even when he won the Super Bowl a year ago, he didn't have gaudy numbers. He yeah. had 200 yards in the Super Bowl. But he has not this year. But he had boys. three touchdowns. And that's important, getting your team into the end zone. But also, Mike, it really he has helps. Him this year. He has gaudy numbers this year. But it also helps. I mean, Leonard Fournette's been having one fantastic year, right? So yeah, when you yeah, have that no. run game like that, the optionality. He doesn't have gaudy numbers. But he's, oh, I'm saying he's leading. The, he's second in QBR. He's leading the league in complete attempts, completions, and yards. And touchdowns, 21 to 3 touchdowns. Yeah, but that's the, the touchdown part is the gaudy statistic. Yeah. The yards and stuff, that's because he's efficient. And he knows oh, what to do with the football. Uh, yeah, not yards per attempt. Yeah, but he knows what to do with the ball. But like, he, if, you, if you're period. on pace for over 50 t- – uh, but here's the other thing. Before we get on pace for everything, consider this. He played football longer than anyone else. He, was, he won the Super Bowl, right? So given his age and the miles on him, the fact that he played football the longest and we're in a 17-game season and he's leading the league in attempts and yeah. yards and completions. <laughs> well, a lot, of that, a lot of that goes to where he's at. The system is in. Not only that, you got an offensive coordinator and a young mind in Byron Leftwich who's not falling asleep with the clicker in his hand. He hasn't been around for 60 years where people just automatically crown him as the best guru in America. He's earning it. He's totally earning it. Totally earning it. And people would say it's because Tom Brady is there. Well, it really isn't. It's about the design of the plays. It's about calling a play. I can take the same playbook from Josh McDaniels over 20 years and drop it in Tampa. And you would think, oh, okay, but if I'm not calling it mm. the right way, we won't have gotta success. You got to have a feel for the game. No, you got to have a feel for the game. Byron Leftwich has a feel for the game. He knows what Brady likes. He knows when to dial stuff up. Like, it's just a perfect situation. Jameis Winston, by the way, for the, all the celebration of the 30 turnovers, 30 interceptions that year, led the league in passing yards that year. Yeah, Byron Leftwich was yeah. helping him out. Yeah, 30-plus touchdowns and led the league in yards that year. So even an inexperienced guy who's turnover-prone had some success in that offense. Guys, I just think hope, about this. I just hope Byron gets a job and don't take a bad job for the sake of getting mm-hmm. a job. By the way, he is. everyone talks the enemy, but Byron Leftwich is right there well, for, I think Enemy, Byron Leftwich, Ty Bowles, those are my three. Leslie Frazier, Brian Dable, Bowles those are the had four. His, Bowles dudes. at least has had a shot, and Enemy yeah. and, and, and Leftwich have not. What, what do you think the right job would be for Byron Leftwich? Knowing what you know with, where the league is at right now. A good team? Because <laughs> I ain't ready to fire nobody yet, man. No, I'm not ready to fire nobody yet. ready to fire, Jay? And give, I, I and know, give I Leftwich the Jay firing the dudes in Chicago. I already know what Jay did. I mean, right. I, 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 I would have been on Chicago. the Nagy kick. I would take him to Chicago. I think yeah. I wouldn't be a bad fitter. Oh, all. yeah. See, it all depends on when I say a right job, a guy like Byron Leftwich has to have, or any of these coaches that get jobs. If you walk into a situation with no quarterback, you're a damn fool. Right, of course. You gotta. I'm not taking a job to just be taking a job. You gotta identify like a guy the quarterback. Like Byron Leftwich, like a guy like Byron Leftwich, and people say, "Well, who do you want as a head coach at USC?" I try to figure out if you want to coach college football. Do you want to coach college football? Because if you want to coach college football, there's a job at LSU. There's a job out west at USC. You 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 know what I'm saying? Get some head coaching experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you don't. Have, well, going to USC and LSU. That's it's like not. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's that's you diving into it. 
Well, this yeah, is but I'm it. saying you're getting head coaching experience as opposed to just well, getting. It, when you want to get the head coaching experience, you don't take those two jobs. You go to like one of the smaller schools. Oh no, no, this is a I'm big boy for job. The pros, if well, you're... it's the same. Like Jay was saying, coaching at coaching at USC or LSU, you might as well coach in the pros. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. I, I, let me, like by the way, Duke, that's like the NBA. The it's the same thing. Plus, you have more autonomy at coach at, at the collegiate level. See, I've always told my friends that coach uh, Max, I said, man. Y'all should look for these power five jobs. You win, go to a couple bowl games, they're going to give you a $200 million extension. In the league, you go to the playoffs two times, you're going to get your ass fired. Right. So, you know, but a lot of them go with the ego because, Follow you know, the money. NFL, NFL, <laughs> I'm going to coach at the highest level. Well, this ain't too like, about okay. working because the recruiting circuit, what you have to do, you have to put in a lot more. No, you do. Like grit and grind. But I'm going to hire some, some go-getters. To go get the go job get, done. Come on, yeah, man, yeah. stop. Um. One last thing about Brady before we get off this subject because we got to pay some bills, as you know. He didn't have Gronk or A.B. And whatever you want to say, but he has all the other weapons, it's true. It's an embarrassment of riches on offense. The two dudes who I feel he's most comfortable throwing the ball to are Gronk and A.B. Like in the Super Bowl, he's throwing touchdowns to those guys. Neither one was on the field, and he just put an all-time beating on a team at the age of 44, having just been to the Super Bowl and leading the world and everything. It is unbelievable. How, not only how great he is, but how stacked his team is. Hey, if Urban Meyer's out in Jacksonville, maybe Byron Leftwich, who had a good career with them, could take Ooh. over next year. And Trevor Lawrence is there. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Chicago, Jacksonville. Ooh. Um, I'd probably do Chicago over Jacksonville, but he lived in Jacksonville. so he, Either sure one he makes a lot of sense to me. Duval. No state taxes. He's the Just offensive rookie of the year, <laughs> but right, was it the right pick? <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Anthony Munoz, Hall of Fame offensive tackle. KJM's presented by Progressive Insurance. A huge win for the Bengals, and we've got a Bengal great with us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing today? Good, good. Trojan. Good. This is the person to All ask. All right, fight on, man. Keith. Yeah, we didn't do too much fighting this weekend, but oh well. Oh, my goodness. I'm going nuts here. I, I'm just uh, going nuts here in the natty uh, every time I watch, man. We we need to turn that thing around. I know we're talking Bengals, but we got to talk first. You know, we got to turn this thing around, man. It's, uh, it's not good. Yeah, the Bengals certainly turned things around. Yeah. Anthony, how surprised are you about the jump the Bengals made this year opposed to where they were at last year? Well, you know, Key, I, I do preseason games. I go to camp and I watch, and uh, I think a lot of things popped out uh, when I was watching at camp, things that I've not really seen in the past. The enthusiasm, the, I mean, just jumping around and the excitement. And, you know, being a former offensive lineman, the first thing I noticed was the secondary. I mean, you know, Hilton and the Woozy. I mean, it's just like, oh, my goodness. And then all of a sudden, you know, these young line. But then I looked at the defensive line and guys like Reeder and, you know, and it's just like, you know, Hendricks, I'm thinking this is a totally different team. And, of course, offensively, uh, you know, being a former offensive lineman, you know, they, they draft Jamar Chase. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, another weapon for Joe. And I love Joe. You know, I, watched, I think I watched every one of his games this senior in college. And then when we drafted him, I was feeling pretty good. But, uh, you know, I'm someone everyone always asks me, you know, what do you think about this team? And I really, watching them at camp and the way they bounced around, I said, you know, I might be nuts, but I think this is a 10-win team. And uh, But yesterday was a real big surprise. It was huge. But, it, you know, to, to handle Baltimore the way they did in Baltimore was a big surprise. Anthony, when I hear people giving Cincinnati credit, I hear names like Joe Burrow. I hear names like Jamar Chase and the chemistry that they do have. But one of the biggest names I heard this summer because a lot of people questioned him was Zach Taylor. I don't hear a lot of the same kind of love or positivity for Zach Taylor – why, why do you think that's the case thus far? I don't know. I mean, the guy, I've gotten to know him really well. And, you know, uh, you know, it's one of those things where when you don't win, I don't get the love. Maybe they're still waiting. Maybe, you know, maybe yesterday was something that will start giving him some love. But, you know, he's got a few people, made some changes with the assistant coaches, I think was huge. You know, I never wish uh, ill on any coaches, but I know there were some that, 
Uh, it shouldn't have been here, and I, I'm excited about some of the guys they brought in. So maybe now that he has those pieces, uh, they've done a tremendous job in free agency, bringing veteran guys in, some of the guys I mentioned. Uh, so maybe now he will. Maybe he, you know, to, to put 41 on Baltimore, and I mean, the guy's calling the play. Sure, you have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and uh, C.J. Uzmazada, but uh, uh, Uzama, but you know, you still you still got to call the plays, and he's calling some pretty good plays, and. He's the man in charge, so I think he needs to start getting some love here. Talking to Anthony Munoz, Hall of Fame offensive tackle. How's this? Nine-time first-team All-Pro. <laughs> Nine-time first-team All-Pro. So we've been having an ongoing <clears throat> discussion, I'd say, Anthony, on this show uh, about the Bengals' draft choice of Jamar Chase. Not only continuity mm-hmm. from college with those two guys, but an outstanding receiver to pair with, with Joe Burrow. He has still been talking about Sewell and how, and that's what I thought at first, get, get the left, get the blindside right. protection at first. But I have since, and many have since said, okay, fine. What, when it works this well, they got it right. He is still not convinced. He could have gone the other way. Where are you on all this? Well, and, and I was a Sewell guy. I was, you know, Jamar Chase. I mean, he's proven already that he, he's worth the pick. But I was a, a Sewell guy because of our offensive line. And, but one thing I did add to that, and I had mentioned earlier some of the assistant coaches that, you know, are now here that weren't here last year. That, and one is in, in particular, he was here three years ago. And the fact that we didn't get Sewell, I, I, I added, well, I'm glad that we have Frank Pollock. Frank Pollock is an amazing line coach, not only technically, but he gets in your face. He's making these guys work. But uh, I was. I was in the Peninsula, uh, you, know, you know, but now, I mean, I'm kind of saying, well, our line's holding up okay, and uh, we got a lot of weapons. So, you know, very easily could be six and one uh, with that loss, to, you know, to, to Green Bay there with all the craziness and the kickers. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I was right there in, in the soul camp, but I think I'm starting to go the other way and say this kid is pretty good. <laughs> no, he is, Anthony. There's no question about it. I just I'd rather have you for 17 years. Than a receiver for nine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, you know. You got a great point. That's I mean, all. If you get Anthony Mooney, yeah, if you find that. him. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm betting Pene becomes closer to Anthony Munoz than Jamar Chase to Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. That's my bet. They're both they're both <laughs> tough to be. That Those are high standards in either case. But Jamar Chase so far. Key, I appreciate you had my, you put my name in that category, man. That's that's awful. That's a great compliment. So thank you for that. Well, but offensive I, I lineman, though, man. Nine time all pro, all pro. But, but offensive yeah. lineman and quarterback franchise quarterback. Yeah. I I need my guy, my franchise protected. But like he said, Pollock has done a tremendous job at coaching these guys up on the offensive line and getting things done. So now, can the Bengals actually, Jay? Uh, Anthony, can they actually compete in the AFC North? Can they win it all? You know what? I think if they stay healthy, they have a great chance the way they're playing. And I think, you know, and and I'm not one that talks about swag and you know, but I mean these guys are confident. I think key confidence plays a big part. You know, if I get out there at left tackle and I'm playing against one of the best defensive end, I shut them down early on. That's going to build my confidence. I'm going to believe that he can't beat me. And I think for them going to Baltimore, and I don't know the last time they beat Baltimore, I think, you know, two centuries, man. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, they beat them. I think this is going to add to their confidence. Again, if they stay healthy, I think they can uh, compete for this division. 
Anthony, what do you see this team needing to improve upon in order to continue to, I, you know, reach for the ceiling? I still believe the offensive line. I watch closely. There's still, you know, some inconsistencies at the offensive line, a lot more than I'd like to see, you know, picking up some stunts and just some flat out one-on-one getting beat. So I think that is the area that still needs to improve, you know, in late in the game. I mean, to, to see Mixon and, uh, you know, Pyrie, you know, Perry run the ball the way they did, that's telling me there were some pretty good holes there. Uh, so I, I would say the one area I want to continue to see improve is that offensive line. You know, even with some of the breakdowns, you know, Joe is, is he's versatile and, uh, you know, noble enough to mobile enough to get out of there and hit some big plays. So I think if that's the case, especially in this, in this division, you know, it's a very physical up front and they need to be stout. And, uh, you know, another big test, uh, coming up here soon, uh, with, with Cleveland and, uh, you know, so I think that's the one area. The great Anthony Munoz, ladies and gentlemen, and we mean great Hall of Fame offensive tackle. As I mentioned, nine-time first-team All-Pro. Walter Payton, wow. NFL Man of the Year. It's insane. It goes on. Thanks, Anthony, for jumping on with us today. Hey, gentlemen, thank you guys very much. You have a great day. Enjoy you too. The rest of- you too. That's Anthony Munoz here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. All right, so week seven is technically not over. We still got a game left. That's next, KJM, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Time for the Monday Night Football Preview. Let me say that again in English. Monday Night Football Preview. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Here is Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider on Barton Hahn. Excellent program. You should check it out here on ESPN Radio. On Cam Newton. Listen to this. He's one of the 40 best quarterbacks on the planet, if not higher than that. And to me, now that he's vaccinated, and if I'm a team, again, Washington made a lot of sense to me because Coach Rivera had him in Carolina. Fitzpatrick got hurt. The defense has been disappointing. He's a player that makes your team better, and it may not be for Terry tomorrow, but at some point this season, he may make the difference. What about Seattle, who's playing tonight? Thoughts on Cam to Seattle? Only if Russell Wilson isn't coming yeah. back. You can't you can't bring Cam into the fold with Russell Wilson there. He has to Russell Wilson has to be injured for a significant amount of time and you have to feel like you can still compete. I I know there's this knee jerk reaction that we have to bring Cam back right now, but if you're Cam, the best move is to sit steady. See what the best opportunity best is. Best move is the next move. Yeah. But it, for a long term though. Also like, hey, okay, like not can I just come in and play right now, but is there a legitimate shot that this could be my franchise for the next Sustainability years? Yes. for him, yeah. That was the Monday Night Football no. preview brought not to you by Seattle. Progressive Insurance. No, not in Seattle. I'm no, just saying I'm just, for the right situation. I know. I'm just shaking my head because I'm trying to think. Like, where could that be? Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Well, clearly. yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Of course. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Okay. Jets quarterback Uh-oh. Zach Wilson is set for an MRI after leaving the Jets 54-13 to 13 loss to the Patriots with a knee injury. The rookie quarterback left during the second quarter, was later ruled out for good. Source told ESPN Dritz Semini that the Jets are hopeful that the PCL injury is not season-ending. They're hopeful because if it's a mild PCL sprain, Zach Wilson could return in three to four weeks. I mean, this is bad, folks. It, we're, they're hoping, the Jets, that maybe he can return in three to four weeks and not miss the rest of the season. So let me ask you this, Key. What about Cam to the Jets? Nah, for what? I'm As not a going backup, to this, I'm not messing with the Jets to do what? I agree. <laughs> can't, can't, by the way, I, the I just Jets is a how, bad situation. I just watch how much <laughs> Zach Wilson is getting hit, and you want me to come back to that team? No, in fact, the Steelers make so much sense for him. And, and, and he for, for the Steelers. Like, when you look, they don't have a succession plan from from uh, Ben Roethlisberger. It's, okay, you want to say it's Dwayne Haskins? Good luck with that. It's obviously not Mason Rudolph. So Cam Newton is better than those guys. He's had he won seven games on a depleted team in a COVID year with COVID, the whole thing, with no offensive weapons, with most of his defense deciding not to play. Still won seven games, right? He's... He's pretty good. Yeah, Cam Pittsburgh, is pretty man. good. Yeah. Mike Tomlin, they should get on the phone and talk to Cam if they haven't already and see if he wants to come there, sit tight, see what happens with Ben, and move forward after this year. Key, what should the Jets do then? Like like if, if Wilson's out for a prolonged Just period. Just keep playing to do white. No, no, we're not going. No, I'm not. I'm not I, will, I will not watch another Jets game if Mike you, White is and, the starting guess quarterback. What? I will not and watch. you're not the first person to ever say that. So – they're not worried about what you're talking about. I will not watch another Jets game if they start Mike you think, White. You think they're going to lose? Can they get, I mean, the, the trade deadline's a week from tomorrow. We have who Mike Tannenbaum and Mr. Bond. Who are you trading for, though? What are, what are you trading for? I for would who? take Nick Foles. Why would you want to put Nick Foles in that crap? He can't back. play behind a bad offensive line, Nick Foles. 
Evan, let me tell you something. I would something. take Joe Flacco back. I would take anything. Evan, I say this with love, but you have to hear my message here. See me? I would have, like... The reason know, the man. Jets stink is because they don't believe you for a second when you say, Jets fans will watch every Jets game, no matter how bad they are. That's why there's no motivation for them to get any better. But see, if I was the Jets, though... Jets and I watch Red Zone, and if I'm watching the Red Zone channel, I guarantee I will never see a Jets if, offensive if, snap. The thing is, Evan, you think I don't know what I'll be talking about about this Football, I get it. You think I'm like a, a a squash player and stuff like that. I understand that. But me personally, things that I would have done, and I understand Joe Douglas, everybody wants to give him an opportunity, a chance to build it the way he wants to. I would have signed somebody like Mitch Trubisky, man. And I would have did something else with the pick. I'm just telling well, you. Well, it turns out Mitch Trubisky, case, might be, Mitch Trubisky might or be the greatest kept, quarterback or, of all time. Or, or, or I would have kept Sam. Situation. Or I would have like, kept Sam, you. but if I didn't need to keep Sam because I could sign Mitch Trubisky – for the low cheap, and he would have been the starting quarterback. But I've been through that with the Jets. I've been through the the Ryan Fitzpatrick no, and the Josh Trubisky McCown ain't no for Ryan a Fitzpatrick, year. No Josh and the Kobe Bristers, oh, and the Tom Tupper. I've been through all this. It was no. unclear how good Mitch Trubisky was because he thrived in a way in a Matt Nagy offense in that situation. Man, I'm Apparently, telling you, he went to the playoffs good. twice. He's he went to the playoffs. That's why I'm telling you. I say that, but this is why I'm telling you. For me, if I was Joe Douglas and I wasn't keeping Sam, I wouldn't have drafted Zach Wilson. I would have did something else with that pick, and I wouldn't have got me a guy that people thought was a throwaway, that has some talent, that done something, because clearly Matt Nagy was an issue in Chicago. By the way, Becton going down to, guys, Zach Wilson, the Jets, I thought, had the right thought. Let's swing for the fences and get a guy we think can be great. Key, obviously, you don't think Zach Wilson can be great. But the Jets thought that. I can't knock a team for going after greatness if they really thought it. What's reasonable for the Jets this year, Evan? Like you say, get Joe Flacco, get somebody. No, 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 no. It's beyond that. I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to answer your question. Just being competitive. Being competent. Like, that's all I'm asking for. They have shown up to every game. Like, they always say, like, a team gets off the bus, like, 15 points No, they literally got off the bus. The Jets literally get off the, yeah, the bus down 14 do. points. They do Because they can't the score bus. in the first quarter. They have not scored one single point in the first quarter this year. They get off the bus down 14. So if the spread if the spread is, is like, minus three, like, if the team's – it's actually minus 17 so because they are so bad. They're so incompetent. They are so poorly prepared. Like, the, yes, they're a young team, but the young team needs to be prepared by the coach staff. I'm not calling for Robert Sauer's job. I'm just frustrated that they show up to every game unprepared. And somehow they beat the Tennessee Titans. Like, can we... They somehow beat the Titans yeah, that, who just beat the Bills and That'll Chiefs. never happen again, though. I mean, like, come on. It, 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 and every fans, now man. and then, you like to see some flashes of young players. Je- Jets like fans ask for too much. You just won a Super Bowl 52 years ago. Come on, Evan. Calm well, we down. We piling on. Giant <laughs> it's been fans. 52 years already. Giant fans, though. Y'all piling on now? Well, just won a Super years Bowl. Ago, was it? 52 years ago. Wasn't 50 years ago, was it? And, and all of a sudden, they want to win another Super Bowl. Be patient. Be patient, <laughs> Jets fans. <laughs> I think there's a, a, a fairly good chance. I don't know if I put it at 50 50. In the next 48 years, you probably win another Super Bowl. So. That's one every hundred years. Great. I got a bottle of wine that I'm that's a Jets bottle of wine that I said I would open the next time they go to the Super Bowl. I'm sure it'll taste great. That's part of the In problem. In 48 years, I'm sure wine. it'll taste, taste great. That, to start off there, you anybody <laughs> it was drinking a wedding Jets present. wine, that's a problem. That's a problem to start with. It was a wedding present, K. Right? I thought, listen, 
uh, your face on and, and and Vera the, all the you know, they, they thought they they had the right idea quarterback blindside protection a guard who can play on the left side who can also play tackle a little depth are you the still, left tackle you goes down about them? What do you, yeah still talk, like why? they had a why? decent plan to me it just didn't happen that's how I feel about it early stage that's how I feel plan. about it the most a Jets fan can ask for. I'm not a Jets fan. I don't care, but I'm just saying. Like, Jet, Jets fans are funny to me, but, like, you see they live and die with the team, and no matter what happens, they'll always watch the That's Jets. That's the same thing Giant fans do. I'm telling you, if Mike, yeah, but at least they get a Mike Super Bowl White, now and then. If Mike White is starting on Sunday, I will not watch a snap. He's starting. And then I'm not watching a snap. He's going to watch every – He's no, he won't watch every play. He'll watch every play until they're down 21-3, to three, and then he'll he, go to the he's store. He's lying. Around. He will watch snaps. No. He cannot help himself. No, I will not watch this It just might game. not be on the big screen. It'll still be on Red Zone. No. Yeah. Yeah. He'll still pay attention to it on Red Zone. It will not be on huh? the big screen. It will not be on the iPad. Yeah, and who any do the time, Jets play this week? Who do the Jets got? And any time they go to the Jets game on Red Zone, I will not who do I will they play, the Evan? channel. Who do they play? He's looking. They're playing the Bengals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bengals, Can you imagine that? Bye week for the Bengals. Bengals, Colts, Bills, Dolphins. Oh, oh. well, they can might oh, good. November they 28th, they play the Texans. I'll watch that game. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Greeny coming up. We'll be back tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.